So, due to a technical difficulty or stoner lapse in attention, however you want to conceptualize it, the f- <coughs> last night's episode was uploaded out of order. Uh, we have taken the episode down, re-uploaded it with the correct order, and yeah, so if you enjoyed it before, thank you for bearing with us despite the weirdness. Uh, if not, ignore this and carry on. Uh, thanks for listening. Yo. Hey, what's up? What's up? Welcome to Encroachment. Welcome. So how was your week? Um, It was, you know, I worked like, I think, 83 hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a rough week. I get that money. You know, I have things to pay for. I booked too many vacations and Sally Mae doesn't give a fuck about those. So I got to find a way. Um, She goes Um, by Navient now. Uh, no. Did you know they, that both of them collect, but different ones? Oh, I didn't know Sally Mae was still yeah. out there doing shit. Yes, Sally Mae only sold some shit, only sold some of their loans to Navient. So you can have fucking shit under Sally, under Navient, under Great Lakes, under Discover. <laughs> like, they're all fucking trying to get you. All of them. <laughs> Fuck these bitches, man. The more they spread it up, the more likely you'll miss a payment, the more likely you'll go into right. the fine. It's like, like your yeah. ex trying to have like a sneak Instagram account to keep tabs on your ass. Like You can never escape them no matter what they do. Like It's no so escape. annoying. Um, my well, that's week, good, you know. My week was a blur. But then on Sunday, you know, so I worked a million doubles. So by the time I got to Sunday, which was my only full day off, I was just like, I was chilling. Like, there was really not much that, that could have upset me. So my friend at work, she had um, a gift card to Red Lobster. I haven't been to Red Lobster in, like, probably 10 years. But, you know, those cheddar biscuits are fire. And um, it was also endless shrimp. So we went to do that, and she convinced me to go. I mean, I didn't really care. She lives in Suitland, so I she always comes to visit me, so I went to visit her. I mean, you say endless shrimp, and I will follow you anywhere, so. Right. I mean, it's yeah. not my first place I will go to for seafood, but, I mean, it's not terrible. So we go there, and literally, have I have the worst experience I've ever had in my lifetime. <laughs> I had to ask for, we had to ask for waters five separate times. We had to ask for Wait, before you got the first water, or you had to, like, keep asking for No, we never me. got the waters. We had to ask for it five Oh, wow. Times. Wow. Like, our server kept disappearing. He got all of our order wrong. He didn't write things down. Like, I serve. I do this. Like, so you're even having you, – I didn't even pop off. Again, I was, I was relaxed. I was happy to not be at work. This man forgot our second round of drinks. We had to ask him three times. He kept coming back, like – like bothered and stuff and then one time after he was gone for like 20 minutes he came back and his top button was unbuttoned and he was sweaty and it was just like something happened right so we're like are you good like are you okay he's probably really good (laughs) no him and this he just fought another employee in the back what and he told us this he was like you know i just got in a physical altercation i'm sorry and i'm just like i just need my margarita please please god tell me he said physical altercation quote direct quote right (laughs) so i thought you know i didn't we were there for a while because it just took so long to get everything and so again i'm just having a great day not working i'm really happy it's sunny it's warm um I come home and my friend texts me. She's like, you know, I had to call them, right? I had to call and complain. So this girl went all out. Like she low-key, she threw me under the bus. She threw you she under said, the bus? She told the manager, the jam, what happened. And she was like, it was unexcusable. You didn't come to our table. Like all the things that did happen to us were ridiculous. But then she said, my white friend, I brought my white friend. And she, wanted to <laughs> she wanted to go to the Silver Spring one, but I convinced her to come to the Suitland one because I always get such great service. And you all fucking embarrassed me in front of my white friend. We were so uncomfortable. Stop. <laughs> oh, God. God. And they gave her a $50 gift card. This bitch pulled the reverse race card. I she love it. Did. She did. I, you embarrassed me in front of my white friend. <laughs> I've known you for 12 years and I've yet to pull that uh, that card. I feel behind. Why haven't you? I feel like you would have pulled know. it first. I need this. I need this. 
in your bag now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just offended me and my white wife. <laughs> Give me some free shit. <laughs> You're not gonna get all butts so they think I'm straight, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, me and my fucking white wife. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. So that was my Sunday. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that is definitely a lot more fun than my week. <laughs> I dis- I discovered the du- well. First, I went to a lecture given by a pregnant woman on black women reclaiming their sexuality and as a non-black woman I found it very empowering um it may or may not have led to some mistakes this weekend but we're not gonna talk (laughs) about that Uh, (laughs) uh, on top I discovered the deuce as well I think that's probably the highlight of my week um so the deuce is a show on HBO about like the beginnings or like kind of the not the birth of basically the sex industry in um, New York City in the 70s. And it stars James Franco. And he's got that super little like pedo stash. And you know, I love me a good pedo you stash. You do love show. that. And he wears these really tight polos. And he looks greasy all the time. And I'm just really, really into it. Um, it has Maggie Gyllenhaal in it as well. And I don't know. Oh, I did like text her. Me about it's her weird titties. because I like her as an actress, but she is like one of the most visually unappealing people to look at I think I've ever encountered <laughs> in my life. And it's just, then I see her tits and they sag and they have like, kind of like a, they look like a little crunchy. It's just very strange. And Ew, they do, they look, do. and it's not like a, like a, like a tortilla crunchy it's all I mean it's like it's like a I mean a soft shell it's like a soft shell taco that you left out like it has those like hard wrinkles around it I don't like it, it I don't know rice crispy treat not quite rice crispy more like like an old tomato yes yes it's just when when something that was soft like gets those like permanent wrinkly. like hard spot it's just like oh I know you've been through some those tits have been through some things and they're telling their story through their dry I spots. I mean, maybe maybe they're telling a great life. I mean, it's like, possible. I mean, should, I'm were... sure she had a great life. She got a big-ass coin. Her brother's fine as fuck. Maybe they were stimulated. <laughs> like, I don't, for a long time. And that's why they got that way. Needless to say, she's an amazing actress. She does super well in this in this show. I love her character, Candy. Um, so I recommend anyone who's into... Uh, also, the guy who did, did it is behind the wire. So, you know, he's got a good team behind it. And it has that same oh, kind of, like, wire authenticity. Each episode has this little, like, yeah. recap, too, about, like, where they got the inspiration from, how they shot it. So, yeah, if you're into it's history, Hello. if you're into sex, if you're into New York City in the 70s, if you're into, like, greasy white pedophile men, if you are into, oh. you know, amazing actresses That's with sexual. questionable breasts, I recommend The Deuce. <laughs> and, yeah, so that was my week. <laughs> did you feel this way so I am also sick this week I just got sick today so I am I was drinking Cabernet and now I took some NyQuil Ricky when you were drinking White Zinfandel and NyQuil did you feel this way I feel like I am floating um I did not feel this way I felt like I was literally in the sunken place but I could still talk it was very strange but the sunken place he was kind of floating oh shit Um, I guess maybe I did. Just a sunken floating. Some some kind of floating, just like a a darker version of floating. Yeah. It was like I was floating on like the river of Hades or something. Oh my gosh. But it was good. It was good. Okay, well. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. I don't feel I don't feel that way. I just feel very non-present in my own life right now. Wow, this is much more lit than I was expecting it to be. But I don't want <laughs> it to be. I'm ready. I'm gonna pass out when this is done. Like you guys are lucky. I'm forming coherent sentences, and I just don't We've go got her for like on your ass. Fifty-seven more minutes, guys. Tops. Not even Tops. that long, man. This is gonna be a short one. Oh goodness. Well, in that spirit, let's get to uh, Ravens Browns, which is your game of the week, right? Yes, that was my game of the okay, week. So the Ravens um, lost, and they did. Sam Boone, our previous guest, was one hundred percent incorrect. It, no matter what exactly. he says, it was it was he flagrant, was unbothered was flagrant by the Browns, like very indignant yeah, was, about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had nothing to worry about. Clearly, he was. Wrong. I brought it up twice. I um, gave him the opportunity to correct himself, and he still came down on that word. Well, you know. 
again, I did watch parts most of the game. It was a wild ass. Wait, you break into the game that we have an official statement from Sam on the loss, right? I didn't want to talk. Yeah, I mean, anyway, it was a wild game. I don't have to talk about it because Sam will Sam will recap this. I'm gonna do it in Sam's voice <laughs> or try. To. I don't know how this is gonna go, but we'll try. I think that Should is I the nature of this it's episode. Fine. All right. Yeah, this is a wingness shit episode. Absolutely. All right. I wasn't wrong. Baker wasn't a threat to our defense. The Browns scored one touchdown, one field goal in the first half. We didn't allow any points in the second. For some reason, the worst Harbaugh brother decided not to leave Collins in, and our offense played scary soft. I'm disgusted at our offense, and they need to stop putting Lamar in for these bullshit plays. It's obvious. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Pause. 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 <laughs> my it's obvious. The woman jumped out. <laughs> it's obvious he's not going to run. Stop fucking doing that shit. You got pretty Flacco lined up as a wide receiver on the left. You know damn well he ain't about to run. That man does not even fake like he's coming off the line. Stop doing that shit. Our <laughs> offense is trash. Tavon Young, Jimmy Smith, and Eric Weddle are beasts. Crabtree keeps dropping shit. He couldn't catch Michelle's titty if she launched it at him with a pass as perfect as one from OBJ because he dropped 10 fucking passes. End quote. Wow. So those are some strong aggressive. opinions. What do you mean he couldn't catch my titty if I launched it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not what sure if that's that like, like a slight at your titty, a slight at your ability to throw. Like, I don't know. Slight at their ability to catch. But I can't launch. Are they? I just, I don't understand. Yeah. What if he doesn't want my titties? <laughs> what if he doesn't like that? He dropped that? it on purpose. Ooh, interesting. I'm confused by that. They needs clarification. I don't actually want the clarification from that. That's how I feel about that game. Like, they should have won. I need clarification on why they didn't win. I don't really know if I care enough to hear Hobar explain his failures. I mean, that division is looking like the NFC East, so it's whatever. It's wide is ass. Is anything ass looking like the open. NFC East right now? <sighs> no. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> that was my despair. Now I might be Well, you watched the, the game, so I'm curious. What did you. Baker look like? How did you feel about Baker? Um, You know, he's their interception. I just... um. He has, he has the talent. I just feel like he should have had Mahomes' time that year. Not yeah. that, not that he had anyone to coach him. <laughs> the shade I mean, of I'm it all. Throwing, but I'm not throwing shade. It's like yeah, facts, I mean, like him true. sitting a year on the bench. Like no one is actually there to teach him. Yeah, I feel like he would be. He would be. He would have like. I don't think he would be as good as Mahomes, but I do think he would be as like amazing. Uh, I mean, close to as amazing. Like very similar caliber. If he had someone to teach him and he sat for another year. I do. I think it's something about um, Hugh Jackson, man. Like, I like, I mean, I guess he's some kind of emotional leader for the team. He's got, I just, I just think he's a lot of talent. He's not doing enough with it. And it makes me question, when I see that much talent in a team that's not doing this, that's doing this badly, it's like something's wrong with, you know, the structure. Behind I like the Redskins. I think the same way. There's a lot wrong with the structure of my team. <laughs> we have a moment. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so my game of the week was um, <laughs> Jacksonville and Kansas City. And this game ruined my personal life as well. Oh, no. Not really. Um, I just, like, was in a really... So I was watching the game, and it first came on, and I was like, yo, it's pouring. It's pouring rain. Like, obviously, it's going to be a run-heavy game. My point in fantasy had both Kareem Hunt and TJ Yeldon. And I was like, it's a wrap. It's done for me. It's over. I can't, I was sitting down to, like, not give a fuck about, the, about it. Then Kansas City, uh, I think they kick it off Jacksonville. Jacksonville does a, a drive in the rain. Kansas City gets out and it just, the sky opens up. The baby Jesus is smiling down. It is sunshine and rainbows, like clear skies. And I was like, oh, shit. They're throwing the ball, slinging it. Like, I'm like, oh, this is going well. <laughs> Travis Kelsey got a big thing. So I have a huge lead in fantasy because it's lots of airtime no you know run game going on mm-hmm. a bitch got comfortable and all of a sudden hoes on the break off fucking touchdowns mahomes throws oh, mahomes no. throws an entire drive down to the end and just lets cream hunt walk that shit in and i was like why no. why why so anyways uh yeah that is where i root my frustration with fantasy because i 
I resigned myself to losing and then it gave me that little bit of hope and then snatched it away. Um, but uh, to the game itself, <laughs> I am happy to see Mahomes beat Jacksonville. I do think that um, this is his second game in a row that they won, but he wasn't statistically, you know, amazing. He's still young, obviously. But I think this shows that sometimes it's really just about people getting tape on you and you'll be able to see what you can do and like see me around that. Uh-huh. Um, so I expect yeah. him to come down to earth a little bit moving forward. Um, yeah. But again, I mean, it won't, it'll, him coming down to earth will still be clearly top 10 probably in the game right now, just based on who he has around him and his, his coach, but whatever. Yeah. Um, he threw two interceptions. Uh, they, one was like, arguably the ball got away from him. Arguably the route got stopped. The other one was kind of suspect. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw what I expected to see from a young quarterback <laughs> going against an amazing defense. The interesting thing about that game was Jalen Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill. And while Jalen Ramsey had all this shit to talk before the game, as he usually does, he was looking gassed out there trying to run around Tyreek Hill. And one of the commentators made a good point. It's like, if you're going to stick to Tyreek Hill, he does so much crazy motion in the backfield. Like, DBs aren't used to running that much before, before the play even starts. And you have to, like, chase mm-hmm. this dude up the field on these big, deep routes over and over and over again. And I think you saw that as, like, you know, beginning of the game, I think they had some clip. They had some clips of him, like, really getting Tyreek at the line and, like, jamming him up. But that second half, it was just open. Like, he was constantly beating. He was beating Ramsey on, like, routes where I think he – Ramsey thought he was going to get the ball, but obviously he wasn't going to go to the ball. But I was like, dude, you got a step or two on you. So, um, it's nice to see him eat some humble pie as well. And those, are, I think, are my key takeaways for the game. Any questions? At least he tweeted about it before the game and not after. <laughs> um, so we should all acknowledge the fact that um, my co-host is in a very emotional space right now due to the events that yes. took place yesterday, which we will call the hashtag Monday yep. Night Massacre. And we will... The Columbus Day Columbus Massacre. Columbus Day. Oh, Jesus sure. Christ. Are we really going to endorse that? We're not endorsing it. I mean, that's true. I did, yeah. We're reporting now. We're reporting the news. (laughs) Here we go. So we're going to come back, uh, take a break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to get into, uh, yeah, what happened yesterday. (laughs) Oh, and we're back. We're back with team check-ins. All right, so give us a skinny on what happened between you the Reds. You go first because go- you are uplifting, <laughs> and I'm gonna take it to a dark place. I don't think we're gonna be able I to mean, cover. My game was also first, though. To be fair, uh, I mean we played the Colts. Uh, what I expected to happen happened. We we won. Um, don't know if it was all that competitive until they started handing out fucking interceptions. Chris Hogan and Gronkowski throwing the ball to the other team, but which I hate because I don't know if most people care about stat, and I don't really care about stat. I just hate intercept. Like something about that INT stat just feels dirty to me, and I hate that they've tainted his season with two more of them that weren't his fault. I just don't like that it doesn't count for like what's going on. I mean, a lot of sets don't, but whatever. I hate that stat. Uh, So yeah, that happened. Uh, Josh, the one thing I guess I do want to talk about is I'm glad that Edelman came back. I think that what I thought was going to happen and a lot of other things that are going to happen, so I don't want to act like I'm too genius here, but uh, he came back. He opened up He opened up space for other guys. Like, yeah. him sucking up, the, knowing where to go in the zones, getting those quick open passes, dedicating that attention to him just freed up other people to make plays. Right. And um, one of those plays happened to be to josh gordon for bombed on the end zone where brady had all day to fucking you know sit in the pocket and order a margarita or whatever as steve mason <laughs> says all the time so uh i just the thing the, it was a nice throw and catch i'm glad we got the score what i fucking hate is this media narrative and i feel like i need to be very clear about like what i don't like or like not what i don't like but like my problems with mm-hmm. Josh Gordon because I've talked to all of my friends from New England and obviously the sports media's in love with this they're like oh yeah like 
you know, that that catch was vintage Josh Gordon. I'm like, Josh Gordon, I'm like, first of all, that catch was a perfect throw by Tom Brady and a failure on one of the defensive backs to do his fucking job. Like, that's what that catch was. I don't think Josh Gordon did anything special in that play. Do you did you see him do anything special in that play? I didn't watch it. Well, I sent you the link. I didn't watch it. Oh, fuck you. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I just so okay, back to what I was saying. Josh Gordon. I there's an idea of him from being a breakout star on the Browns several years ago. We played a couple of games, and I just think that you have he he can't come back from all this and like multiple years of sitting out and like issues with like drugs and like like we don't know what's going on. Like you can't come, just expect that same production to happen. And I think people just do like they're like, oh, he's talented. It's awesome. It's gonna work out. It's like that's not how it goes. Like people well, come and they're really talented. They fail in their program. Like they don't. He's done multiple times. They can't fit into our system. Like people have come here who are talented receivers and just like it's too complicated for me. I just there are a lot of ways that this could go wrong that it's it, I don't know if it upsets me it just annoys me that people expect this to be this like well but you also don't really value like raw talent over hard work and preparation like that's one of your main reasons why you have issues with Rogers because he's always compared to Brady because Rogers have that crazy raw like magic talent thing I mean I think that and could be it that could Brady be it. just is a hard ass worker and is dedicated and comes in day in day out and works really hard whereas Rodgers can just fling the ball and get so much more praise and attention or people like Josh Gordon can just show up and expect to be you know franchise saviors like what the fuck so yeah um I I still am convinced that he'll be more of a decoy from what I I just haven't I haven't even seen him have those like breakaway speed plays like Brandon Cooks I just don't know yeah no I'm just not seeing it so that's my thing with Josh Gordon um during this game, Brady broke 500 TDs, their most all-time, 71 different receivers. He's a fucking legend. Were um, you happy that Drew Brees did not break that? I am not threatened by Drew Brees. I, well, I'm I, just saying because I feel like it would have... I mean, I don't know. He broke that passer. The The thing is, it, they made such a big... Would, well, to be fair, the passer record was, like, number one. It wasn't, like, yeah. you know, right now we're third. But um, I... I don't think that it would have overshadowed it because I don't think that it was a big deal to like Brady or the team. Right. Like Drew well, had like people lined just, up for all this and like doing whatever. Oh, and I just, oh, I know it just was a, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about oh, that, but it's just, we, w- that happened and we like, I don't even know if they addressed it on the field. I think maybe it was a little extra hugs, but like we moved on. The game continued. It wasn't a big deal. I don't know if he even talked that much about the record in his like weekly interviews or whatever. So I it, it wouldn't be a big deal for me, I don't think. And for me, I think his legacy for me is cemented, despite the fact that someone fucking called. Yes, we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I but yeah, just I'm just like not worried. Asking, like based off the like media narrative, you know what I mean? Because I feel like it just would have been one more person to kind of like overshadow. Like no one is, yeah. And... Yeah, we just know the example of him not getting his due. And, and yeah, uh, which I think that that's just I'm yeah I probably would have been annoyed but I'm kind of used to it at the same time. Uh, so yeah, I mean that was our game. I don't know if there's anything most much else to talk about. It wasn't that exciting. It wasn't that big of a challenge. I don't think. Um, yeah. So looking forward to this week though. Fucking Kansas City. That's they have it. our number these last couple of years. Um, I expect it to be a shootout. Okay. Um, I don't. From what I've seen of Kansas City de- City's defense, you can you can throw on them. Like I don't think they're gonna get, um, be able to offer much resistance to our offense. That's just my initial reaction. I've also seen them not be able to fucking tackle. So I'm just imagining James White open field tackle, like you know, dodging them all day long. So I just don't feel worried about their defense. I'm worried about their offense, but I think our offense can keep up. But we haven't been able to before when we've been as equally as good of an offense, if not more talented in certain positions. So um, I always am cautious about them. So we'll see uh, what happens. I do think Mahomes will have a good game. I don't think our defense is going to be able to really stop them that much. It'll be interesting to see what we do. Um, if we'll do, like, try and confuse him by doing a lot of, like, shifts and stuff like that because he's a young quarterback or – 
if they'll just try and stick to fundamentals and you know take away one key player and just try and beat them on offense it'll be uh, i'll be looking forward to seeing what they choose to do with that but yeah that's me on our games well (laughs) here we are um my team played last night versus the saints um I will start out on a positive note. The only one there is. The only note there is of positivity. There's two. Is that all of the teams in the NFC East lost. So it's not the... It's not the super end of the world. It's a little bit... But yeah. You had a chance to steal the top spot and you didn't miss it. But you're not any further back than you were before. Right. Yeah. Um, and... We did have an awesome replay-worthy um, catch from Richardson, our receiver, which is very exciting because we haven't had one of those for a very ever this season. Um, so, you know, that's great. However, that's all I have to say about my team. The rest was, it was like pouring acid on my soul to watch this game. It was so embarrassing. It was ridiculous. We are a better team than this. And it literally, I don't, what did you do for two weeks? Like, what did you do? Cool, Adrian Peterson gave you some fucking scooters on Friday, but like, Oh, what he did. did? He yeah, he gave the whole team a gift for his for him reaching his like touchdown mark, oh, which cute. I thought was super cute. That so they gave cute. the whole team these like cute little motorized scooters. We have those little fucking lime and bird. You better scooters. take those fucking scooters back, motherfucker! So you play <laughs> a goddamn game. Take them back. <laughs> they don't fucking. Not a single person deserves them. Not a single fucking. Did he return one. his own scooter? He got hurt. You you can you know you can keep them for yourself. You can keep them for Chris Thompson. You can keep them for Richardson. You can keep them for Vernon Davis because y'all got hurt. That's fine. Everyone else gets them snatched away. Everyone else. And when you perform correctly, you can get them back. Just like just like I do with my fucking children, my nanny children. Like, it, it's it is just and like we talked about it earlier. You didn't hear much about the game, but like living in Redskins like the hometown area it was just overwhelming the amount of like everyone is just so embarrassed I told you on Spark Talk 980 like on my way home from work I started my car and by the time I got to the end of the road from where I work which is a one second drive they said embarrassed seven times like everything was embarrassing Alex Smith you're embarrassing our defensive schemes are embarrassing like you all are embarrassing our corners are embarrassing Josh Norman is super embarrassing and then he brought that embarrassment into the game like why why you were benched you were benched in the third quarter why are you talking about anything at all you didn't even play the whole game for who knows what reason because Jay Gruden said it's between me and him, but something happened. Something Yikes. happened here, sir. So why the fuck are you talking at all? D'Angelo Hall came out and said that Josh, because D'Angelo Hall played with um, was Josh Norman, I believe, two seasons. Yeah, well, he that's when he went today. back to safety, right? Yes. He came out and said um, that Josh Norman is now more concerned about being a celebrity than fucking playing football which i can see like i i mean it's weird to see an active player like go on those like fox sports or whatever shows and like do it's weird kind of to me not like as a guest but like actually have segments and like be a talking head it's strange i just think that if you want to be a celebrity you can be like obj and you can fucking do the In My Feelings challenge or you can do the Uproar <laughs> challenge by, by, from the Carter Five. Like this, You can do that challenge. You could be on social media and do all that shit, but you need to take your little Twitter fingers away because 
you did not do shit when it mattered so you can shut the fuck up like I would I would want to slap the shit out of you if I was your coach like it's kind of just crazy but then like it just it was it 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 was crazy again it looked like not a single person from the head coach to the motherfucking water boy did anything for two weeks it's like you did not study a goddamn thing it's like you didn't practice at all receivers were running incorrect routes Alex Smith looked terrible like our defense did nothing nothing and then the couple of times that they did get a stop we had stupid ass penalties like it was just like these people have not played football for six months and it was kind of ridiculous it was it felt like the preseason to you it's Drew Brees like it's what are you yeah. what were you thinking you have to what show were up you play. thinking you have to show up man and then none of the adjustments they made did anything at all it's literally a failure from everyone from everyone like every single person it's so, just ridiculous one thing i wanted to ask you after watching that game is oh shit what <laughs> what what does Jay Gruden do, or whoever's calling the offensive plays? I think Jay calls the offensive plays, right? What is he doing with Chris Thompson? Like, after the first couple of games, I feel like he's been trying to, like, he's not really been using him the way he should be used. Like, again, I saw them trying to run him like he's Adrian Peterson. Yeah. It's also, like, very obvious when they bring him out and do screenplays because you only bring him out. And you, like, it's, you're not giving me different looks. Um, you're not doing things like, you know, two back sets where you have AP and Chris Thompson back there. You can do right. either one. Like, you're not creating any kind of deception. Like, when AP's out, I know you're going to usually run up the middle, which is why he did pop off with that screen early, because you didn't see that coming. But I just... I don't really know what happened to them, because the first, you know, the last preseason game when everyone played, the first, you know, the first half, and then the first game, it looked like they were having fun. You know what I mean? It looked like it looked like everyone was like gelling. It looked like like the coaches were having fun calling the plays. It looked like people were having fun playing football. And now it looks like everyone is waking up out of bed and it's like, oh great, I get to go do this shit again. You know what I mean? Like there's such yeah. like a lackadaisical, non non passionate approach to how they played that I just. Like, did you all get the fucking stomach flu? Like, I don't understand how so do every you think, single person. Do you can think that the whole celebration has something to do with it? I feel like their mood definitely changed after that whole thing happened. My mood changed after that happened. Like, my mood changed. It was number one, I could not believe that they allowed for. Th- do you know that went on for five minutes? It was disrespectful. It was it longer was than five dis- minutes. It had to have been was, longer than five minutes. It was five real life minutes. Oh, which was like, yeah, like almost 15, 20 game minutes. There were still two minutes left on the clock for the for the half. Jesus. Like we scored a touch like we scored a touchdown in that time. Like that was so disrespectful. I was completely defeated after that. And I don't even play on the field like the fact that they treated this like that like he won the mvp of the super bowl like i thought it was the game was over it was aggressive i don't give a shit honestly at all i don't care that he just broke this record like we still have a whole half and two minutes left to play it was a very winnable game at that point especially after we won that touchdown but like I don't want to be that person but it felt like it was staged. It felt like Well, I texted you as soon as it happened. I was like this is this feels scripted. Like they brought her down on the very drive. Kids like, should have been in fucking bed. Like <laughs> <laughs> They brought her down with the kids. The pass that was thrown was like wide open. Like, it looked like the defender on your team didn't even, like, care to break it. It just, like, felt very preordained in, like, the way in which they then carried out, again, this massive, like, he was mic'd up before. He, it just, the whole production of it, like, I I could see ridiculous. how that could have a psychological effect on. There's no way they could win it. Like, there don't was want no it. Yeah. 
and you're at home like i mean you're on the road but it that's just... what i said you're at home on a monday night are you are, really 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 yeah this didn't happen in a one o'clock game on a sunday that no one gave a fuck about like really yeah it was you weird. know it was weird it was very weird I was very irritated about it. I just don't. Again, I texted you. I don't know why this is not a delay of game. You're not allowed to celebrate anything, right? Technically, according to the I mean, rules. I'm how... sure there are all kinds of fucking penalties that could have been called if they wanted to right. call them. So why wasn't this one? Why didn't you fucking throw that yellow flag and it hit one of your dumbass kids in the fucking head? Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. Why are your kids there? Why are their kids there? They don't even know what the fuck is going on. Your wife surely does not give a fuck. She's just trying to get that check. Should he chopped your ass with three of those little babies? Like, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's just like I. It was just so disre. It was so disrespectful. And I texted you. I what I wanted. I wanted him to break the record, but I wanted the Redskins to win. Like I'm a Drew. I'm a Drew Brees fan. Generally, I just. And even as someone who liked him and wanted him to win the record, like, even I was like, okay, this is egregious. Like, can we get back to the game? It's the two-minute warning. Like, uh, like they like have there a chance to get back been, into this. There like, been, yeah. There this... should have been confetti and shirts printed up. That's how crazy it was. And it should have been a halftime right down the corner. It could have waited. It did not need to happen right then. You don't need your dumb, fake-ass Monday night pre-recorded halftime shows. Like, we don't need that from you. Thank you. Insane. I, I just, you know, I just don't, I, I, I don't want to say that it feels like a setup, but that also takes away all of the blame that every single person on my team should be feeling. No, and I, I, I don't do think, that, I don't I mean? think you're arguing, it's, it's, I mean, I think you're arguing it's technically set up, but I think you're arguing is that they made a huge production out of it. Um, a, a game where you have so much people who are talented and skilled, like it's all about the psychological edge, right? And you definitely and this was this was like a must win game for us, honestly. Like this would have, and like I said last week, even if we lost in a close way, that would have been important for us. But it was yeah. just kind of like it was like a high school team coming to a college game. You know what I mean? Like there is no way we were gonna win. I there could see no how that way. would be deflating, that whole experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely. talking about it now, it does make sense why everyone just played like a piece of trash, but that's fine. Um, you know, DJ Swearinger also came out about how he's been like trying to change the culture at Redskin at the Redskins organization since he's been there. But, you know, he basically called everyone out that there's just been too much joking around. Um, so I don't know, maybe our t- my team got a little bit full of themselves. I mean, there's been a lot uh, of that call call out culture going on in the NFC East. I mean, all across the fo- all, all across the NFL, there's been a lot of like people just basically saying, "I don't fuck with what you're doing," <laughs> <laughs> like literally all over the place. This is a crazy season. So, how do you feel about the um, Eli uh, Odell Lil Wayne inter- interview thing? I don't care about them. You don't care about Odell or Eli or Little Wayne? Which one? I'm just, like, I just, my team hurt me. I'm not ready Damn. to care about anything else. Yeah. I like Wayne. I I don't care about Odell. I don't care about Eli. I just, like, I, it hurt me yesterday. It really hurt me. I had a migraine all day and it was coming back. Like, I, the stress of that game was making my migraine come back. Damn. It was so terrible. Like, I just end up laying on the floor in front of the TV, wrapped in my blanket. Jesus. I mean, I... I feel like you did after I that say, I've been there. You, seen, you saw the light get sucked out of my eyes after we lost to uh, Detroit. Yeah, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't have even yeah. lost that long when we were at the festival. You lasted until the fourth quarter. I told, I texted you in the second quarter that it was a wrap. <laughs> I literally said, is it too early for me to give up on this game? But I knew it was over. We couldn't score a touchdown. If we would have scored touchdowns when we had the ball, it would have been a completely different story. Yeah. But we didn't. We couldn't. It would... It, Oh, I mean, we had several three and out. Like, I, this, these, yeah, that two game back to back streak, it wasn't even that we lost two back to back. It was like, how? How did this happen? And that's what I'm saying. I think it's it's not just about the fact that they lost. It's like, you looked demoralized. It you don't was, even look like yeah. any any facet of a team that I've seen this entire season. Yeah. Like, you look, you look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's just, 
where do you go from here? <laughs> where do you go? Yeah. I don't know. I don't so who know. Who do you guys have next week? We play the Panthers. We have a hard schedule. So yeah. who's after that? Um, we have hold on. Is it the Giants after that? Well, I Giants have a tough defense, but I think that'll be a that'll be a tight game. We don't play Jacksonville until December. Oh yeah, then our NFC East run starts. So we have the Panthers, then the Cowboys, then the Giants. Mm. Then we play the Falcons on my birthday, which is good because they don't really look that great. So maybe I wasn't expecting them to not look this great. They look. I can't believe Julio Jones has not had a touchdown since last. They look terrible. Early last season, apparently, which is insane. When they said that stat on the on the radio, I was like, "What the fuck." Wow. But anyways, that was uh, our team check-ins. We will take a quick break. We will all collectively recover from that experience that we just had. I'm not ready to recover yet. Huh? I'm not ready to recover yet. (laughs) Enough to get through the next segment. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, but... Oh, hey. Hey. Okay, I gathered myself a little bit. Beautiful, beautiful. So our encroachment topic this week is something we've been meaning to talk about for a couple of weeks, I guess, casually, and it just hasn't felt like the right time. Yeah, yeah, we've had other things to talk about. But this is a good week because I am not prepared at all. Usually I like to do research and have my little stats. Like, even Sam said something last week. I have a whole notebook. I take at least seven pages of notes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do a lot of research. I spend, like, a lot of time on it. And this week, we're just kind of going to talk off the head a little bit, so we're just good. But But you and I were both stressed about it, but the reason that I feel like I have to prepare so much deals with our encroachment topic. Indeed. Indeed. So, the question is, do you... And I guess I want to reframe it. So, I think the original question was, like, do do, do we, as, like, a gay man and a girl, feel like we need to know more? to like be part yeah. of the sports world and I think that's definitely part of the question I want to ask too and then I also want to add the second piece because I think it's something that I definitely been struggling with like not just do you like feel you need to know more but like what is your experience like as a woman in sports who's like of a certain degree of knowledge and like wants to make that part of her life like I want to hear about just that like what is it like to like meet people like hang out to, like watch like just that part too so I'll definitely let you start with the first question. Um, so um it again it was it was easier when I was in high school because I just didn't have I had so much time. Like we've talked about it before. I didn't, you know, I worked and I went to high school, but like my weekends, what did I do? I I just I had an entire day all of the time to yeah. just dedicate to football. Um, without any interruptions, without having to really do much. Because what do you have to do in life at 16? Like nothing. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I feel like I was so super knowledgeable about things and players then because I just could be. Um, and so that really kind of dictated my experience because I knew I, I knew I knew everything. Not everything, but so... I know it sounds terrible, but like when I was well, no, there, you knew you were knowledgeable. You knew you knew something. Yeah, but I would, I would like, I would have to. I felt like I would have to come into conversations like, like with a cannonball. Like I would have to just like drop all of my knowledge, and it was only. I was way more confident back then again because I had so much more time to dedicate to it, and then I worked Sundays and. So I was more of a casual fan, which I don't feel is allowed. I don't feel like it's allowed to be a casual fan as a woman and still be taken seriously. Mm. I feel Mm. like if you're a casual fan, you're just kind of expected to like throw on your little pink team jersey and. Right. Well, your woman, your woman of Redskins gear with, you know, the V-neck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, So it's just kind of like, that was a little stressful. I was very stressful even doing this podcast and sharing that with people because. I don't know everything anymore. You know, I don't have enough time to sit there and just dedicate days. Now it's Thursday and Monday, you know what I mean? And Sunday. So it's, 
it's difficult to do that and to still be confident in what you're saying. Um, I do, I sometimes get confused when people ask me for advice, like even you, like when people ask me for fantasy advice, because I feel like I don't know anything. Um, so I'm just kind of like, why are these people like, why? <laughs> like, it's, it's very weird. And I don't know if, if, if I do know things and I just feel that I don't, I'm not sure. But I was um, going to ask you, like, do you feel like women in general are just socialized to like question? I feel like I don't know a lot of guys who have, who sit around and think about like, do I know what I know? They're just like, yeah, fucking know this shit. And like, yeah, it's true. And oh, then absolutely. You, you absolutely. look it up and you tell them like, no, it's fucking false. And they still think they're right. But... Even when Sam was, even when Sam was on the uh, podcast last week, like we had conversations before and I was like, did you prepare? And he was like, no, like he didn't get any of the texts that I sent him to like prepare with the topics. And he just like said things with such conviction and confidence, yeah. like, you know, and I feel like I don't even speak that way. And I spend hours researching and making sure I know what I'm talking you do know, like yeah it's yeah. just ridiculous and I feel like I identify so many so much with like the female um the female anchors on like first take and stuff like that that just kind of like sit there and then even when they have a point to make they're still talked over like yeah like it's just kind of well do you feel like I talk over you no okay no and I feel like I've I've had so many friends that are dudes that will be like like I've seen you argue with people. I also really like to argue sports and I'm drunk, like because I <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not overthinking it. I'm just kind of speaking like from what I know. Right. And they're like, You're oh you're right. You know what I mean? I've even had that validation. So it's it's just this it's just it's weird. I don't. I don't go out of my way anymore to be like, yeah, I watch football. I watch the red. Like, I. I just do it because I like to watch games. And it's, right. this podcast is the first time in probably ten years that I like glorify me being. I wouldn't even say a hardcore football fan. Just an en- enjoying watching the game. I guess I don't know. I mean, even in our description of like our podcast, it's like you know non-sober like we're gonna be drunk we're gonna make mistakes um we emphasize that like we have no like with no experience like we're not like we're not trying to do professionally like i want yeah i I think we both said on this that we really want it to be and i think maybe because we could have only done it if it were a space where it was more about our personal take on things that we bring our knowledge to as opposed to us being like oh we're like trying to do the news you know what i mean like if or like we're trying to give you like 538 statistical breakdowns or whatever like it that it felt it feels less declarative and more exploratory in that sense and I think that we both might have needed that to be comfortable doing it absolutely yeah Um, yeah I mean as a as a woman particularly your second part of the question or do you want to answer the first part of the question first you guys will answer the first part and then we'll come back to the second okay and I think for me it's weird because I feel like I'm right in the middle almost yeah um in this weird way I, people expect me not to know about sports because i'm gay right so like mm-hmm. when i do they're like it's all like especially dudes it's almost like this oh like you're one of the cool ones you're one of the good ones right so like i automatically get kind of that like yeah dude bro buying on it yeah, um, and I think even at that extent, it's still like maybe a little more distant. But once I say a couple of things that are competent, like I feel like I generally have a space to be like taken seriously within that, you know, in that realm, right? Like it's not as much of a fight, I don't think. Um, yeah. Or I don't have as much of barrel that uh, hurdle to cover. Like once they realize I'm gay and like sports, like that's a thing they understand. Um, I think what is and I mean, you kind of went through how you came into sports and like you started out really focusing a lot or knowing a lot. And that definitely was not my experience. Like you were watching this in yeah. high school, like early high school. And like I've said before in this podcast, my parents like watch, you know, the Redskins growing up. I was around to see the games, but it wasn't really my thing. Um, yeah. I came into watching the Patriots again, Patriots Giants Super Bowl seven. Like that's my late high school time. Like I'm what, junior at that point, I think maybe, yeah, junior. And 
Lakers want to bet. And I like start like and I like Brady. And even for the years after that, I went to school up in New York. So I followed the Patriots because there was still like that that Patriots Giants tension carried over to this New York school I went to. Yeah. So I was like I was in, you know, kind of casually around it, but it still wasn't this thing I took like very seriously. Like, I didn't know yeah. things, like I'm looking up stuff or I'm talking about it all the time. It was just, oh, I get together with my friends and try and watch a game and, you know, eat pizza. It wasn't until I moved to Boston after undergrad and, like, became friends with straight guys who, like, watched the games. Like, I got to go out and I got to be involved in the culture that I, like, kind of really fell in love with. And I think that's when I started to take it seriously. So I didn't have this. I think you had a period of time where you're like, oh, I could, I had so much time before to dedicate to, like, show off yeah. the skill. And now I don't. So I'm feeling, like, insecurity in that way but then also becoming a woman like all those pressures right like I feel like for me it was like I didn't really get brought into like knowing sports more seriously until I was already around a network of straight dudes who took me seriously right so it's a different kind of like thing my um issue I think comes with which I think goes more to the second question so I guess I'll let you go for the second question um which I guess to like recap is just kind of like how, like, what is it like? What is your experience like as a female sportsman with knowledge? Like we talked about kind of that internal struggle, but like, I now want to know just like, what is it, what does that look like when it plays out? I think it's, in my experience, it's been nicer to know, to have friends that are men first and then, have them understand that I like football and understand football um, because whenever in the past when I met someone like for the first time or was getting to know them and they actually kind of like found out that I do kind of know what I'm talking about yeah. um, there's there's this weird like sexualization aspect where Sometimes it is like you said, like, oh, hey, you're like part of the bros, but you're not because you're a girl. So there's this very weird, like, oh, you like football. That's sexy. And it's like, I don't do like, I don't do these things to be sexy for you. Like, I do these things Mm, mm, because I like them. Like, it the things that I do and wear and enjoy and say, I don't say for you to find me attractive. Right. I do them because I want to do them because I am a full person that has interests and desires. You know what I mean? Right. And it just kind of like, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen very frequently where this, it's like, you can't, I just feel like in a male dominated, and I don't know if you feel like this, but in like a straight male dominated space as a woman you can't be you either have to be motherly or attractive mm. you can't mm-hmm. be knowledgeable you can't just be a person right you have to fall under like Pam Oliver like you know what i mean like type of like no you know no one thinks that they're attractive or the older women broadcasters or you're like Aaron Andrews you know what I mean there's no in between right there's no just respecting someone for their knowledge in this male-dominated area and it's a little bit stressful but again I've had I've had more positive experiences not broadcasting that I watch football like keeping it to myself like people did not know at work that I was going to do a football podcast and let alone knew anything about what I was talking about. So it's until I told them, you know, and said, Hey, listen to this. And so it's just kind of like, and I don't know if that's also part of the problem, like, you know, making myself more small and my interests more small to make it more comfortable. But I just, you know, again, have way more positive and like appreciative reactions, like for who I am and what I know or do not know. When I when I don't broadcast it as much, right, right, yeah. Um, I definitely resonate. So that whole thing you talked about about like, I like sports because I like sports, not because Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to make myself appealing. Resonates. But see, but girls do that. A lot of girls do that. You know know, what I mean? Girls girls do that, and I know gay guys do that too. And that's the same exact thing that like 
I get. Like, if I'm telling it, like, if I, I broadcast, I like sports, it's like, oh, like, it's seen as, like, more like an in to... To get next like, to a dude. It's like a sign that I'm, like, masculine yeah. enough to, like, okay, now I clear this hurdle for, like, I want to have sex with you now. It's not like I want to go watch the game with you. Like, I've literally had, like, talked to dudes and been like, oh, yeah, like, I like sports. I like Patriots fan, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, da-da-da. Um, Tom Brady's hot, which, you know, like, I respond to because Tom Brady is fucking hot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we should watch a game. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, let's watch it, like, your house in the bed naked, wink, wink. And I'm like, um. No, like, I want to actually watch the, like, don't like, talk to me. I actually want to watch the game. And, like, like I like I won't lie. Like, I've definitely used that to, like, my advantage because I know that's what people think that I'm going for. But, like, I would enjoy just being like, let's go out and, like, go yeah. to a bar, get some beers, like, get some fucking fries. And, like, enjoy not only just the sport, but, like, being in that community of people who like want to also enjoy that sport and like getting loud and like getting at the game and like asking yeah. questions and talking about what's going on like I enjoy those things and I feel like part of like being a gay sports fan that at least from my experience is that I have to like suppress that and like I often have to like accept that like yeah like I like sports someone's telling me they like sports like I, I ideally like I mean like most likely this is going to happen this way so like I need to just adjust my expectations and like behave that way um or like yeah. expect that to be what's coming and I feel like not only is that sucky for me because I have to like downplay my experience right it's possible that I'm also like missing out on people who like may be like me but yeah. because the broader culture like doesn't create space for that like we're passing on each other right like we're like both doing this dance around the fact that yeah. oh, we both may want to like just go you know sit around watching but like we don't expect the other to respond well to that so we're not going to say it right um so like that fucking sucks and i think i mean it's weird it's funny that i was thinking about when you were talking about this like you talked a lot about the internalization process that you do in this in the earlier part about like you know what's it that intellectual aspect of it and for me yeah. like i didn't think about bringing that up until the social part of it because i when I talk to, like, my guy friends who, like, I met in Boston, who, like, I've watched games with, who, like, I talk to sports about in the group chat, who I feel like don't think I'm, like, you know, completely stupid about all this stuff. But when I talk to them, like, and even, like, doing this podcast, like, you know, you said you're afraid to share it, too. Like, I was afraid to share. I mean, I'm still, there's still friends of mine who I talk to every day about football who do not know I do this podcast. Really? Um, but yes. And it's because, like, and it may it may just be I also have anxiety, so like it yeah. could be that. But like Same. it just it, I just think about like, oh, like, did I is my position consistent from episode to episode? Like a yeah. lot of episodes we come in and we're just like you know, we're talking about how we feel in the moment and like how I feel in the moment is gonna change from day to day. Like one day I will be like, Oh, I saw things and like um Brady made me questions with aging and then I, you know, take a couple of days off and I'm like, Oh, you know what, it wasn't that bad. Like, but I in the in the way that the podcast is like enshrined in that moment I can't go back and like correct it or I can't go back right. and like have that dialogue so like I just feel like oh like are they gonna like pick apart this like consistency and then like try and say like I don't know like just like pick me apart and like my ability to yeah. do this apart in some way instead of just like listening to it for like what it is like what it's advertised to be or like yeah um it, it's even like am I like am I gonna be like funny enough because like they have, a different, they have a different version of humor and like a lot of the humor that resonates with that group for me is like when I'm like playing on the fact that I'm gay um yeah in like this very like sexual way which I find funny and like my friends find, it, it works for me but <clears throat> it does make me wonder like if you didn't do that like if I didn't do that like would you be interested in like a version of you that like didn't do that right like could yeah. we actually sit and have like a serious conversation about sports or does it have to be tied to this in some way yeah. um and then we do have a serious conversation about sports I think that like sometimes I get so like insecure about it that I need that I feel the need to like need your bring in this sexual joke just to like just to like make sure we like are everything's still the same like you know yeah. like you know what I mean like it, like everything's okay um and it's like fucked up but I I just feel like this this internal conflict between there is. I mean but there is and it's even comes out this entire time when I was talking about it I literally questioned my own knowledge it was like I never came out and said I know what I'm talking about yeah and I know it was like I kind of know what I'm talking about I you know it's always this like this this out so I can't be blamed you know what I mean you throw that that one word or that joke or you that something in there so it could be like 
oh, if they want to call me out, then I can just be like, oh, isn't that serious? You know Exa- what I mean? Like, yes, yes. It's yes. not out just in case. Yes, yes. Or even the out, like, again, like, oh, I want our relationship to have this, like, other humorous, funny component because, like, maybe one day you'll realize that I'm, you know, a fucking idiot and don't know shit about sports. At least you'll still be my friend for this other thing. Right? Like, see, I'm, like I've never, I've never dated anyone that liked, that liked football. Mm. Like, I have dated people, like, you know, my ex and I, like, we used to, like, I enjoyed going and watching. He liked basketball. Like, he used to play, like, you know, with his friends. And so he knew about it because he played it, which I get. And, like, I I genuinely love sports. And if I don't know things, I, I am obsessed with knowing. So if you want to tell me, how, like, what's happening, how picks are being set up, like, plays that you're calling, like, I love it. I have like my mom is a super sports fanatic so I've grown up in it I don't know nothing like I know basics of almost every sport you know right like that's like the perfect date for me is going to a sporting event whatever it is you telling me about it like I've had people explain tennis to me and I think it is fascinating I love to learn about things my grandfather taught me about golf like St. Andrews like Oh, I don't even know what it is. But yeah, whatever tournament at St. Andrews was Phil Mickelson and DJ Singh and just start like it was awesome. It was awesome. Like it was competitive. Like I love learning about it, but I don't want to play dumb. You know what I mean? And right. I don't want you to speak to me like I'm stupid. I want you to speak to me as as an equal person. Right. Just explaining it because you played it. I didn't. I played softball. Like cool, I can watch baseball and and it's similar, but it's not the same. It's like, I don't, there's not a sport that I can, that's, that's popular that I enjoy watching that I can be like, oh, I have insider information on this. You know what I mean? I don't have that. I'm not able right. to have that because I am a woman. Like, this whole conversation makes you think of like, well, at least this like last thing you just talked about makes you think of that, that weird movie trope where it's like the girl wants to learn pool and like the guy's like, oh, I'll show you and like gets behind, and, like grabs her hips, like pulls me to his crotch. It's like, no, like, oh, I really want you to just show me how to fucking play pool. Like, don't, like, yeah. use anything excuse to feel me up. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I was saying, like, I, I have had so much, like, joy and fun with, like, people, like, even friends or dudes that I've dated that liked a different sport or anything. And, like, we sit down and they just, like, tell me about it. Like, a friend. Like, it's it's just, I enjoy it. And it's just, I don't know. Again, I feel like it's always sexualized. It's always like, oh, you're just liking this so, like, we can do... It's, it's so just... So would you dumb. agree? Because I feel like the theme of what we're both saying is, like, this whole, like, standard about sports being a, like, straight male thing, and it's weird, and, like, women do it for this particular reason, and gay guys do it for this particular reason. You create a situation where, like, we, as, like, like gay doing the woman, like, end up losing out on, like, ability to connect with people and, like, ability oh, to actually, like have fun and like really enjoy our hobby because of either the internal anxieties that we have about how other people are going to perceive it or like how other people actually do perceive it and like how we need to respond to that in the moment absolutely i have anxiety before you do this podcast every single week every single week and it's just like just fuck it like do it you know what i mean every single week and you're bolder than i am because like you also like push out to your network you like got and like I still, again, it's like I, said, stressful I still for me. have friends with, I show my family this, but like my family knows that I like sports. I mean, it's I kind of shaded my get. family on the first couple episodes when I wasn't trying to like. I mean, I shade my family all the fucking time, so they're used to that as well. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do too, so I don't know why it was a big deal, but. It was. Um, well, that was a good conversation. Yeah. See, we, I feel like we should do more of like these style encroachments. Just like pick a topic that's like. We'll see. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this. But let us know your thoughts. Um, I don't know if we need to do winners and losers this week. I'm like, fine. I don't um, the winner is, I don't even know. The loser is my soul and my life and my spirit <laughs> and my happiness. Damn, damn. I well, just don't know. I'm going to Who's a winner? Who's a winner? I mean, Drew Brees is a winner? No, fuck him. I mean, Tom Brady's a winner. He made the third. Listen, I have a newfound, the winner is my hate. I have a newfound hate for Drew Brees. I really used to like him, and now I really hate him, and I really wish he would just retire tomorrow. I'm over him. I'm over him. I'm ready for him to have a season-ending injury. Like, I'm a hater, and I'm fine, and my hate this week is winning because 
it wasn't 100% on Kirk. And now maybe Kirk is the winner because now my hate is no longer directed 100% towards I'm Kirk. happy at that. Now we can have an actual Kirk. conversation about Kirk Cousins. Without no, like I'm not ready. Jumping into care. like a frothing rage. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to have a conversation about him or give him any more attention. But I just have a deep hatred now for Drew Brees that I never had before. Fair enough. Loser of the week, I think has we have to call out. I know, I know he's on your team, but Josh Dorman took several L's. Oh my god, that Twitter war was so That Twitter war was so embarrassing. Um, so Des Bryant took a fucking L getting dragged by Jerry Jones in public, being like, we have not had a wide receiver number one for years. Damn. Um, I just don't understand why they're still talking about him if they weren't the so The NFC East was out the of NFC control The NFC East took an L. It was out of control this week. We out all look terrible. On that like, note, literally one article that wait. I said that I read recapping the week was this is the leader of the NFC East after the game that we played on Monday. Shade. Damn. This. I know it's just so sad. I did see that dumpster. It was like live look at the NFC East. It was like four different color trash cans with the photos on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. It's like if I liked animals and someone killed my puppy. That's what this feels like. Wow. Wow. Well. I think dead puppies is a good note <gasps> to <laughs> call it a night. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you, again, we're sending out the newsletter this week. So if you want to be on that, email us at encroachmentpod. Oh, shit, I have to give you that stuff for that. Yes, you do. Uh, and then Sorry. if you listen to us on iTunes, please rate and uh, review us with some comments. If you have any ideas for topics you want to hear us talk about, encroachment style, email us those. If you have any people who, like, have a social media following want to be like guests for a particular team let me know email us for those um so yeah email us for anything if your mom is having you know some issues and you need someone to talk to i wouldn't email us yeah i mean anything else email. you know catch me on the right day <laughs> encroachment pod <laughs> at gmail.com all right bye, bye. <laughs>